Welcome to Arcade Attack. <laughs> A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Sonic Boom! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's another Arcade Attack podcast. And this time, very sadly for the viewers as well as listeners... You can actually see all of our beautiful mugs on your phones and PCs, which you, I know, I know we have to deal with the burden of being so dashing, but there we go. No, stop laughing. Stop laughing. Anyway, back to reality. Yeah. So we've got a couple of the usual ragtag mob with uh, with me tonight. So we've got Adrian. I'm here. I'm Big thumbs sitting up. on furniture. I'm part of the furniture. In what looks like the biggest room in the whole world because your camera is like a wide angle lens. It is, isn't it? <laughs> And sitting in what can only be described as some kind of 2000s uh, found footage horror film is Dylan. <laughs> we, Hello, mate. We don't, we don't honestly know what the film's going to appear. If something does, it's going to scare the bejesus out of everyone. I'm telling you now, it's like a bit of dust will catch the light and you'll be like screaming blue abdabs, yeah. And then my oh, camera man. will just go like... Mm-hmm. He's gone. And then you'll be on the floor standing in the corner. Like it's like the Croydon Witch Project, <laughs> the Blair Croydon Project. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I've also got a very special guest with me tonight because you're thinking, who is this? Who is this hanger on? Who is this imposter? Who's this hanger on? Who's this who doppelganger? Who is this guy that's just tagging <laughs> yeah. along? That but isn't Rob. Me, that is Keith. It's not Dean. Who is it? It's not Dean. It's not Dean. It's not Dean. <laughs> it's not Dean. Um, but to be fair, we've mentioned his name, or I certainly have, on, on plenty of pods. Um, and he's he's listened to pretty much all of them, I think. Um, and, and, and I've shared, what should we say, more than a few beers, shall Definitely. we say? More than a Definitely. few beers over the years. And it's Steve. Yes. Good evening, Steve. <laughs> Good afternoon. Hello. Well, who knows? We've got people listening in, what is it, Nicaragua. We've got Thailand. We've got um, South Africa. We've got Brazil. We've got, I mean, oh. It's brilliant, isn't it? The amount of places we we get heard in. I still don't quite believe it, but there we go. Um, so I've known Steve for probably it's it's. I'm, I was thinking twenty years, and then I went, no, it's closer to thirty years. And I was like, <laughs> here's that bit where you feel really old again, kind of uh, situation. Your maths is terrible. <laughs> twenty uh, years. No, well, oh, I've no, known Steve like twenty years. Listen, oh, but let's be happen. honest. Nineteen ninety was still ten years ago, right? Mm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way we talk Listen, about things. That's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So shush. <laughs> but we've we've I mean, on a serious note, we've we've shared a heck of a lot of of gaming interests over the years, um, and we've had um, sort of a lot of titles that we played the same, a lot of consoles we played the same. Um, however, the way we kind of got into gaming was totally different, wasn't it? Like different. literally night and day. So I mean. Kind of, I'll let you kind of let Steve kind of introduce himself, but more importantly, a little bit about like how he's got here, why he enjoys gaming, and kind of where it all started, really. So, do you want to kind of regale us with your? Take it away. Well, thanks very much. Lovely to be here. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> so, you saying about um, Dylan as well, saying about feeling old, talking about gaming. Oh, when I was God. thinking yeah. about this and my introduction to gaming, this story involves cassettes. So, yes. <laughs> so. My my gaming history started would have been I think it was mid to late eighties when my dad inherited a Vic twenty. Yes, oh, God. Yeah, 
<laughs> I, my predominant memory from that, there's one or two games I can remember, but the main memory I have from that is loading times. All I remember is loading times. Yes. Just like the 464. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it not loaded? Why can't I the cassette again? So, yeah. Change the volume. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so following the VIC-20, I continued on the Commodore theme, went VIC-20, Mega 500. 500 plus, in fact. Amazing. Mm. Big budget, big budget. Adrian loves you even more now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. And then it must have been, I think it was around the late 80s, early 90s, then I inherited an old, uh, it was a 286 PC, which was, at the time, it was old. It was terrible. James already backed me up on this. I mean, it, it had cobwebs in it when it was new. It I was, mean, yeah. yeah. It, it, so, yeah. You're a, Steve, you are a PC gamer before a PC game was, really, was a thing, really. a PC game, I would say, yes. Yeah. Mm. What um, sort of games? Like the old Duke Nukem, I assume, those sort of old games? or No, no, this was older. before that. It was before wow. that. Um, it was a terrible, terrible games machine. Looking back at it, it was awful. But I a... It was awfully brilliant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All I remember is fiddling with it, trying to get games to run. They would eventually run badly, but they would run nonetheless. Um, and so it was then following that, I then made the transition, I'm afraid to say, Adrian, to console. I've been console. Uh... And... I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no yeah i do know you, you like your sega consoles that's right isn't it steve that's right yeah so i started off handheld uh started off with the game gear so that yes. would have been what must have been early 90s um mm-hmm. and i had the game gear for a lot of years basically through the 8 and the 16 bit era yeah, and then i went i regret it now one of these things that you look back on in hindsight tw- always 2020 isn't it yeah. i sold Please the game don't. gear and what at the time was quite a big part of games to cash converters to fund the mm. ps1 Oh, no, but Steve, we used to hang out, and I remember going to your house once, and you had loads of Game Gear games. You had a massive collection. Yeah, yeah, I, I had that for quite a lot of years, so like all the way through right. the 16-bit era, um, and then you obviously jumped from the Game Gear to the PS1, which at the time was mind-blowing. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, that was a good decision, I mean. I think you could probably say, oh, why did I sell the Mega Drive? But, uh, the Mega Drive, the, the um, Game, Game Gear. Gear. But you went to PS1, so... Yeah, I, mean, I suppose a lot of these things at the time, it was, oh, that's old now, I've got to have the latest, newest thing. And That's what everybody did, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Everyone was like, everyone was like, oh, you leave it hanging around, oh, it's gathering dust, oh, we'll, we'll get rid of it, or we'll just sell it, you know. And obviously, little did they know, you know, I mean, not everything goes up in price just because it's old. But, the, mm. but let's be honest, if you've got decent condition gaming machines now, I mean, the price is just going up and up and up. And we've, I mean, the amount of times we've mentioned this on pods is, is crazy. But, I mean, the price is just, like, are becoming silly now. But mm. um, oh, good old hindsight, eh? Crikey! So what was it? So so Vic twenty, Vic twenty, Amiga five hundred, five hundred plus plus plus, crusty <laughs> PC two eight six, crusty PC, Game Gear, and then, then I started down the PS, the PlayStation line, basically. Followed the PS one with a PS two. Shortly thereafter, I took a step backwards because I was offered a SNES and a pile of games. See, I never knew that. This must have been, this was around 2004, and I still felt like I had that itch to scratch because you, everyone else remember at the time, had 16-bit consoles. Yeah. And my, all my 16-bit gaming was done around at friends' houses. So I thought, I've got to, I've got to scratch that itch. Mm. 20 quid for a SNES, which, looking back 20 at it, quid? 20, with the games, looking back at it now was a bargain. And it's still going as well. So no, got, what? You've still got it? Still got it. Still got it. And then, yeah, from that point onwards, it was then continuing down the PlayStation line. So three, four, yet to get a PS5. Mm. I'll take things but you it... didn't know for a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did. I genuinely didn't know that. But so you still got it? Still got it? Is it yellow? Uh, no, it's been cleaned up. So it's yeah. 
And then the, the sandwich toaster route, yeah? Yeah, the sandwich toaster route. Uh, <laughs> yet to go PS5. I, I should actually add in there, Adrian, to make you feel a little bit better, I still have got a PC for gaming, purely for RTS games, because as you yeah, mentioned big, in the previous yeah, pod, um, yeah, RTS games on consoles are pretty thin on the ground. Um, that's, so, yeah. I think that's putting it mildly. What's, Steve, what's the best RTS game then, really quickly? Oh, Red Alert yeah. or Total Annihilation oh. or Dawn of War. I'm torn on three. Oh, we, we, <laughs> I knew we'd do this. We're going to end up talking about another genre of gaming and stuff like that. It's an but RTS tangent. Red Alert, <laughs> uh, Total Annihilation. There's not anywhere near enough love for that game out there, but anyway. Right. Well done. <laughs> yes, Steve. Nice. Gaming history complete. But, <laughs> yes. I, I, I mean, go on. What? what are you going to say, Dill? Are you going to I jump just in going there? to say, yes, well done, Steve. That's basically what I'm We all say. went to the same high school as well, so we'll make it really clear. So we, we never we never hire people outside of a high school, do we? So. No, they have to <laughs> have gone to school with us, and then you can and then you can jump on the podcast. Yeah. Adrian, why have you got 65 million as your little headline thing? Because that's the answer to a question linked to the podcast today. So I thought that's I'll, an answer to the I'll question. Tease, <laughs> I'll tease people. It's, yeah, so if you can work out what the question is, that's the answer. And it obviously ties into the topic we're going to discuss very soon. So it's a little game I thought I'd put out there. And 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 and, and it's as if as if you knew what was coming. That's a beautiful segue into, <laughs> yeah, into we Dylan, you've set him up and he's he's teed off beautifully. So that's what we do. You guys maybe. you guys seem to do this every time, and I don't know how you do it. It's consummate <laughs> professional, maybe. I don't know. So we've we're all acquainted with our with our guest, and we're gonna move on to today's pod. So what are we gonna talk about? So, what could we possibly have in store that we haven't covered before? Ooh. Maybe we've borrowed some ideas from somewhere else. <laughs> or, or could perhaps rewind into a certain era. Oh, dear. You always have to rewind before I'm you sorry. return the tapes. To, be kind. Be kind. I, I feel like I've taken a leaf out of the, da- the, the Adrian's bad, bad dad joke. Book there, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Hey, yeah. it's all good. But for those of for those of you in the dark as much as the rest of the guys, um, after those jokes, we're going to talk about the amazing nostalgia fueled memories of the good old rental shops of old. Mm-hmm. Rental shops, games, mostly films as well. I mean, just talking about it, just talking about it there, just takes you, gives you flashbacks, doesn't it? Amazing period of time. Um, and I know you guys are going to go into some stories and have a proper trip down memory lane, but I'm going to, I'm going to share with you a very early memory, if I may, um, of, of this. Firstly, mainly because I'm the host and I get dibs. Yep. But more importantly, so Adrian doesn't have a chance to hijack my opener, which he normally always does. He's got a story. I can see him now. He's like, oh, no, I know. Well, James, I want to I know he's got here. a story, but he can can it for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and what a story it is. I bet it is. I bet it's amazing. All your stories are amazing. Come on, even if you do hijack me. But um, <clears throat> my, my earliest memory, and this is probably going to differ across all of you guys, is... I remember, and this was before your, your blockbuster and things like that, there was a lot of news agents around, okay? Loads of news agents. You used to get mm. penny sweets and you used to get your little bags of sweets and your sherbet dippers and your white mice and all this sort of stuff, and they throw it on the counter and can it back in and all this sort of thing, and you had your magazines and your drinks. And I remember one particular news agent I used to go up to with my dad and we used to pop in and get a little bag of sweets and whatever, and they, they started renting Mega Drive cartridges, oh. right? And to be fair, they had this little pokey display. It was a little sort of like, you know, metal racking. It wasn't much. It was probably about, I don't know, 
16, 17 games on there or something. But when I saw it, I was like, and when I was told like what you could do, this guy was like, oh yeah, yeah, you pay a deposit and then you can rent the game for like a couple of quid or whatever. I was literally, my mind was absolutely blown. My sort of like, whatever it was, 12, 11, 12, 13 year old mind. I was like, so I can take it home and actually use the game. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it obviously had like a rubber band around it and you had the, the box and like a little card or something like that. But um, it wasn't cheap either because it was, although it was only a couple of quid to like rent the game, it was like 20 quid for a deposit. I think it mm. was something like that. And then they actually started doing this little news agent started doing consoles as well. Again, it was a mega drive, I think. And they were like, yeah, you got to pay a 50 pound deposit. <laughs> I know, you get I that money back. Yeah. No, I know. But like at the time when you're young, you sort of think like you don't. Where the hell's 50 quid? Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't yeah. register. And like, I mean, I, I think eventually we, we, we rented a couple of games, but um, when we, when we eventually got the mega drive, but, and they had the VHS tapes as well, of course. And I just remember that as my earliest memory, walking into a news agent, never having seen any kind of, rental business or whatever before and thinking in my young mind i can actually take a game away for like three quid which i i couldn't quite believe because obviously games have always been expensive mm-hmm. um, and i'm sure we'll, we we talked about this recently as well about how how expensive games have always been um don't get me started on the modern ones but yeah to be able to take something away for just a few quid and actually play it was the whole that that was the whole sort of bedrock of that whole rental journey um and it was amazing i thought it was brilliant and it and it sort of hooked me in and i and i you know carried on from there really and we'll i'm sure we'll no doubt talk about some other cracking little stories later on but like let me throw it open adrian now you're itching you've got your, your finger on your chin and your, your lips <laughs> and hit me what you got come on i've got, I've got three i've got three stories i guess i'll oh, hit me. one's one's happy one's sad and one's just a bit bonkers so are, um, I wouldn't expect anything less. Maybe I'll start with the bonkers one because it's the earliest memory. But um, I used to go to primary school, um, not with you guys. I don't think any of you went to the same primary school with me. And I was friends with um, a girl called Tamsin, but she did go to Riddlesdown. I don't know if you remember Tamsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we we kind of lost um, – we, we kind of weren't really friends at Riddlesdown. But I, but my mum got to know her mum quite well during when we were friends at primary. And her mum used to run a framing slash mirror shop in kind of Sansa's area, weird little street, little off street yeah, yeah. in Sansa, nice area. And then she started going, oh, I'm going to start renting VHSs. <laughs> so you could buy frames or mirrors, or you could rent out <laughs> v- videos. <laughs> yeah, those two and things really go together, don't they? It's bizarre, isn't it? And I remember because um, I was friends with Tamsin, and I had connections, and my mum knew Tamsin's mum, we we saw all these VHSs, all these new releases. And this was, um, we had like first dibs. We had like mates rates, really. I think she chucks in a few videos now and then, not to keep, just to rent. And I think my mum wanted to support like a local business as well. And we used to get hold of a load. Problem Child. We used to rent out Problem Child, Problem Child 2. <laughs> Problem quite often. Child, God, yeah. Um, saw all the classics, I tell you. So that was an interesting one. So if you wanted a frame or a mirror or a VHS rental, Sandersted. Is that the answer to? Is that the question for the answer? How many times no. you rented Problem Child? <laughs> <laughs> I still, I do like. You should have just Child. bought it, mate. Would it have been cheaper? <laughs> yeah, I made your own it's, it's not big or clever, man. but you know, I think it's quite a nice. Well, it's a funny film, isn't it? It's cheap. Films, but, frames, and mirrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's my my crazy story. But I think Dylan's got a story. I'll come. I'll come round and hide. Are we going around the, the the room? Oh, it's a round table. Mm-hmm. Round we go. 
Well, it's, it's a sad story, guys. It's a sad story. Oh, like, well, it's a sad story. When I when I when I first got a master system, like you know, we we weren't that well off, and sort of I was left with Ghostbusters as my only game for months. <laughs> We've not before heard that I, story before. Before I before I realised that Hang On and Safari Hunt were on the console, I was like, woohoo! And Snail Maze. Um, so those were some good times, and then for months and months, like you know, just. Um, you'd have to wait until like Christmas or birthdays or yeah, something to classic. get anything new. But it was my dad's idea. He's just like, there's a blockbuster opened up in Croydon. This was basically when the one in Suffolk, is it Suffolk House? Suffolk House, the one in, yeah, the, sort of on the, on the little kind of junction hmm. thing opened up. And he was like, and you can rent video games in there. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, give me a game and stuff. But like Master System games, the good ones were 30 pounds mm. in those days, which mm. is like, which is like 300 quid in today's money, which is just like ridiculous, isn't it? So he's just like, you know, just pay a couple of quid and then you can have it. I think it was, you had it for one night, didn't you? It was quite weird the way Blockbuster worked. You kind of, you, I think if you yeah if, if you rented three. something after like eleven o'clock on the Saturday, then you didn't have to give it back until like eleven p.m. on the Sunday. Right. So you basically just had like all of Saturday and then all of Sunday to to play games, and it was brilliant. Like you know, I got 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 like a new game every week. I had to because you had to give it back on Sunday. There <laughs> there are a couple of games I I rented I rented um like more than once, but. You know, Blockbuster was a bit of a lifeline. You know, that, that video games for me kind of, you know, video games kind of brought me up. So I kind of like needed that, mm. that, you know, something to do. And it's, yeah, at the weekends and stuff. So it's, it's, it's just a good time. You know, it was, it was yeah. just a good thing. That, you know, it was just a good thing that was around. It's, it's interesting that you said the same thing that I was thinking when, when I thought back as well about that you could take it away for a couple of quid because. Mm. But see, it was different, wasn't it? So with Blockbuster, they had your, they had my dad's bank account details. So I yeah. guess if you broke the cartridge or broke the tape, obviously we rented like movies and stuff in there as well. Then they'd have some way of getting that back from you straight away. Whereas obviously your newsagent guys was just like, well, this is our, this is our failsafe. This is our, you know, you ruined the cartridge. We're keeping that twenty pound. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, you, were in the, well, they, you know, yeah, they, they had to have something, I suppose, didn't they? Because you know. Blockbuster, which we we'll, we may or may not talk about a bit later on. Um, yeah. They, they, yeah. Let's let's be honest. They had a, you know, a few more quid in the bank and a bit of a bigger infrastructure than old uh, poker yeah. news agents up Hamsey Green. So, yeah. But um, you know, it, it, but but the, the thing remains though is, is the fact that you know, a couple of quid and the game's yours for what twenty four forty eight hours or whatever. Which, mm-hmm. and let's face it, let's face it. When we rented games, we <laughs> we played every waking moment and <laughs> we to try and get the most I out. Did- those weekends, I had a blockbuster game. Like my parents did not care; they just like, yeah, they accepted it. They're like, look, I've only got this until Sunday night, and I'd leave it until like, like I I jump on a bus with dad at like ten p.m. on the Sunday to drop it off <laughs> because you just want to like max it out. And I was get like, it. Oh. yeah, like, you don't want to get a fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no late fee. Late fee. <laughs> there was one Sprinting time we were really down at twenty two fifty. One time we were really close. One of my cousins was, was around and he basically was like talking to my dad constantly. And it was only Joe Montana football. And I was like, Oh man, we have to give this back. Like, Oh, and my dad's going to get a massive fine or like something worse. I'm like, we got to go. So I'm like, you know, being me being the kind of trying to interrupt their conversation. Like, come on, adults, adults, we need to go. We need to get on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. God. 
Well, I'm I'm, inter- I'm interested to um, hear. I want because I'm, I'm saving a little golden nugget because um, Steve's got a hell of a couple of stories, mainly because of a certain place you used to work at. But I want to hear Agent. I want to hear your. We've had your bonkers one. What was your What was your sad one? Uh, well, it's blockbuster. So, and I don't think any of you guys are with me, but I was definitely with Darren. I think with Kev. And we must have been maybe I don't the crew. Know, the crew. You guys might have been there, but we went to Blockbuster in Purley, and we were looking around. And at the at the time, Darren had a massive VHS collection. Shout out to Dazza. I think he probably still does. He now, really did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he had yeah loads of videos. And we we walked into Blockbuster once, just as as a, you know the the cool the cool crew from Riddlesdown, <laughs> looking around latest videos and and games. And I remember we were just having a look around, we didn't see anything. So we were walking out the store, and then. I think the manager stopped us. I said, wait, wait. And they stopped us at the door and they searched Darren's bag and he had loads of VHSs in there. Hang on. They... I think I remember this. Yes. Yeah. Were you there, Steve? I was. Re- yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. So they, the manager's really rude. So we, oh, they basically accused us of, of, of stealing, even though they were clearly not blockbuster videos. I think we had to hang in the store for about half an hour. And we, you know, we were quite young and, and naive and it was quite scary. And at, at the end of it, they're like, oh, we're going to, Check the V8, the, the securities, and we're going to check the, you know, you might, you might call the police. I'm like, what the f-? Uh, and half an hour later, the manager begrudgingly, in a very grumpy way, let us go, but he did, wasn't apologetic. Um, and they basically accused of a shoplift, of shoplifting. And so it did tarnish my, my kind of, um, views of that particular blockbuster for a few, a few months at least. Do you know but, a funny thing about that story? Yeah. Was that it happened to me? <laughs> did it? And I was there. Basically, what had happened? So the, obviously the, the the sands of time blur blur the memories. I remember yeah. this. So Darren lent me Speed or Speed Two, yeah. I think he was, which he bought as an ex rental from that Ooh. shop. Obviously they hadn't taken the security tag of it. So we'd gone in, had a look around the stuff. <laughs> I'd had the Speed or Speed Two or whatever it was on my person. Set the thing off. <laughs> Obviously, as we're leaving the store, maybe that's what happened as well. That was it. Maybe. And basically, the th- that exact thing happened. But it was me, mate. I was there with you, and it was basically I was because I was. Was it you? Was it me? I, I can't exactly remember who was there. Yeah, it was. It was Darren's ex rental. The Senate. Oh, I forgot. You just reminded me. I just completely forgot about that. And like, <laughs> so we were just basically just standing. You, we're basically just standing there. We're standing there, like waiting for them to watch the security test. I'm like, yeah, literally, just walked around the store. And then went out. No, I haven't tea leafed that. No, that was on my person. <laughs> and I was like, Darren, Darren, how did you give me this? Was Darren even with us then? I, I, I just knew it was to do with I Darren. I don't know if he was with us, actually. <laughs> you, yeah, it must have been me and I can't remember who it was. It was well, you said you and Kev. That, that Kev, maybe, like I don't know. But Stevie, but, I can't remember James and Stevie. I, can't, I was sure there was an incident where someone got detained in Blockbusters. And you really? said about it being Darren, because Darren had a massive collection of VHS, yeah. news yeah. collection. <laughs> It was me. Yeah. <laughs> but it was you. Right? <laughs> basically, just like, I was just like, I was just like, just being pissed off. I was just like standing there going like. And they weren't, they weren't apologetic, were they? They just went, get out of here. Kind they of were just like, no, yeah, we can't see that you've stolen it. Bye. Well, because I didn't steal it. So because mate, of an ex-rental copy of Speed. It. My mate bought it, yeah, because of oh, dearie me, ex-rental. But you nothing borrowed but trouble. Darren. Bless nothing him. but trouble, these ex-rentals. <laughs> Thanks, Darren. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, he's not here to defend himself, so that's yeah. But he's fair. listening. I know he's listening. <laughs> Darren, give us a soundbite on if Dylan got you in trouble. When you were yeah. Whose fault was it? We need also, to know. Also, why would you buy Speed Two? Speed Two is not a good film. Speed, yes, we're allowed. <laughs> that. Is that what you speed got two? out of that whole conversation? 
I really think it was there. Speed 2, so yeah, it totally wasn't worth it. Is that it Jason Patrick? Enough, yeah. You know, who's in Speed 2? Is it? Right, Jason Patrick. I it Jason is, Patrick. yeah. Thunder mm. <sighs> Bullock silence falls over the whole podcast. <laughs> Apparently, um, Keanu Reeves was offered to be in Speed 2, but he, he declined. He said, nope, don't want to do it. So they, they basically had to sort of rewrite Jason Patrick into it. Keanu's oh, such dear. a dude. Yeah, Keanu's such a dude, man. I well, just totally back every decision he makes. <laughs> well, on that note, on that note then, chaps, before we uh, go on to something else, what were the, like we've talked about kind of a few little stories about your, your the situations and, and things in, in the rental shops and the whole basis of it, but are there any like big titles that you remember renting like more than once? The big one for me was Wimbledon on the Master System. I bloody love that game. Oh, that was a good game. It is a good game. It is like, it, was, it is still, a good game. It's still one of my favourite tennis sims. It's yeah, that's fast a good game. as hell. It's fast as hell, but I used to be amazing at that game. I used to like, I like did all like, the, I started from scratch and I like built, I like kept, I did all the tournaments and built up the player and just like, I was so good, but I had to keep on, like, I was like, oh, I've only done like two of the Grand Slams and now I have to give it back. So I was like, oh, I just rent it again next weekend. Like, ah, <laughs> is, yeah. is that, so is that the, is the 65 million the answer? That's to it. How many That's times? it. <laughs> That's it. How and many aces Dylan gets an average match of Yeah, Wimbledon. and that, that, that's probably my total earnings of my Wimbledon player. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 65 million. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Better than Sampras, mate. Better than Sampras. Um, yeah, that, that, that was definite. That was one of them, but I'll, I'll say another one. That, that, was a, that is a great game, though. I'll, I'll concur on that one. Yeah, yeah Wimbledon's a classic. Mm. Age, what you got? Um, I didn't really rent a lot of games from Blockbuster, but I remember actually building up my PS1 collection quite substantially. Buying, you can actually buy. You can buy games from, from Blockbuster, obviously as well. Mm. And I remember because I, I got my PS one quite late, didn't get my PS two straight away. So they were trying. They, they, some of the old PS one games they're sending really cheap towards the end. Mm. And I think I've shared this story before. Apologies if I, I shared. It. I can't remember what pod it was on, but they, I remember I was in the Croydon Blockbuster, and they had these. They only had the discs of these PS one games, mm. about four or five, and they're they're like two pounds each. And I was like, what, what are these? And then I was like. And I, I, I bought, I picked them all of them. I said, well, you know, the cheapest chips. There's no cover, but one of them was Samurai Shodan, or I always thought it was Samurai Showdown, but it's not, is it? <laughs> but I remember going to the till and going, oh, look at this. These are cool PS1 games. I've always wanted to play Samurai Shodan. And I remember buying it and I could see them snigger at me, the people at the till going, I can't believe he's bought it. He's actually <laughs> buying them. Someone's and, actually bought it for two quid. They, they were laughing at me when I was walking out of the store, but the joke's on them because Samurai Shodan is quite a rare game on the PS1. Which, uh, yeah. But the joke's but back is on it me. Is, the disc. I don't own like... it anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's disappeared. But I just remember, you shouldn't be rude to customers. You know, no. I, think, I think they were... I can. I, I bet in the background, like, do, do we just? I wouldn't away? say. Yeah, I wouldn't say the staff in Croydon Blockbusters is, were right. were much cop really. They were a they bit were grumpy. Like, they were like sarky teenagers, weren't they? And yeah. just like, mate. Come and on. I fell right into their trap, didn't I? It's next bit's gonna be. I'm great. like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like also a sarky teenager. Yeah, because yeah, didn't Steve work at Blockbusters? Well, no, we we, we, we don't talk to ex employees. Well, very I feel like one of you two. I feel like one of you two did. But, well, I, I was in there so much I probably should have, but I didn't. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, that's what I was gonna. I was, I was gonna go over to Steve and say what was. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a few kind of joint games that we used to rent. I mean, mm-hmm. for God's sake. I mean, we'll do that first, shall we? Because obviously we're yeah, on that on. subject. But there's 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 several. Uh, well, I, I did a few sort of Mega Drive cartridges and things like that. But it wasn't until like the PS1 days, really, mm. 
that that's when it kind of like really kicked off. And I mean, we used to go to not just Blockbuster, we used to go to what was it in Pearly? Extra Vision. Extra Vision. Anyone remember Extra Vision? Yeah. I remember Apollo in Yeah. Pearly. I remember Extra Vision, yeah. And we well, it was either there or, or and or Blockbuster, but I mean one of the games was and we talked about this one uh, previously, was War Games. You guys remember War Games on the PS one? I remember the movie no. <laughs> with Matthew no. Broderick. Oh, come on. <laughs> Based man. on the movie, though. Yeah. Based on the movie. Yeah. But I mean, we just, it's a classic, great multiplayer game, and it's just essentially blowing everything up with like tanks, cars, planes, and all that sort of stuff. I think I great it. fun. We must have rented I it. it. I don't even know. I mean, it's got to be double figures. We could have bought it at least twice over. Yeah, we could. Sure, it's that many times. <laughs> Not quite 65 million, but yeah. Um, and the other one, what was the other one that you bought out the other night that I completely forgot about? It was Vigilante 8. Do you remember Vigilante oh, yes. 8? Yeah. The, the sort of like not really a not really a fan of Vigilante one or two or three, but they finally found their <laughs> only eight. They got the balance right for number eight. Yeah, it took them eight <laughs> goes eight goes to get it right. But yeah. I mean those those there was a couple of others as well. But I mean I remember yeah we there were several games that we rented that I think yeah we could Vig- have bought. Vigilante eight was like Twisted Metal, wasn't it? It's like a Twisted Metal yeah. kind of game, similar. But I remember playing it around yours, multiplayer, split screen, just shooting the hell out of each other. Good game. Yeah, it was it was just absolutely classic, yep. and um, yeah, loads and loads of rentals on that. But yeah, in terms of um, like going in and out of all the, the rental places, and I know we spoke about Blockbuster a lot. What did you used to do, Steve? I used to work for Blockbusters. <laughs> yeah, you did that one in Pearly. Yes, yeah. you did. And one night I detained some guy who was stealing DHS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Speed Two. How dare you rent Speed Hang Two? On, what was it? Speed made? One. No, Speed Two. That Speed was it, Two. Yeah. Speed One. I complimented them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was there between, <clears throat> between 2004 to 2005. It's about 18 months or thereabouts at the store in Pearly. Oh God, are you going to tell us some some stories, man? Oh, <laughs> what was it like? What was it like? What is that smell? How do you get that? Bottle <laughs> that smell? Oh, it's a trade secret, a company secret. I can't divulge it even oh, now. I want that Just bloody smell. Yeah. I want it. <laughs> There's nothing smells like a blockbuster, and they all smell the same. So what it's is true. that? What is it? I think. Well, now I'd say it's the smell of nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what though? Do you know what you you are right though. Yeah. You are right. There is that yeah, smell. No, like, what? what is it? No, but like, uh, I it's a bit like it's a bit like new car smell and V and VHS smell, kind of yeah. all mixed together. Like a like a kind of a yeah, like a kind of a plastic box come plastic sort of box magic tree new car magic tree smell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll pattern that. We'll get that on a we'll get that on a like a smelly candle and just something. do block blockbuster smell. Blockbuster, oh. yes. People would oh, love essence of yeah. blockbuster. Essence, <laughs> essence of blockbuster. You just smell essence like blockbuster all day, you know. <laughs> Wax the ladies rain. and or men hot. So, yeah. yeah, go for it. Oh man, did you enjoy it? I did. I did. It was the right job at the right time for me because I was obviously at college studying, needed money to pay for it, and it was a job where I got to talk about videos, films, mm-hmm. games What's all day long. Like? Yeah, it was brilliant. I say it had its had its downfall, which was mainly customers, like, <laughs> like any really? job involved in dealing with the public. But uh, yeah, being in a shop where you got to talk about films and games all day long, it, mm. it worked for me at the time. And what was the what was the deal? What was the big deal that you had to push? Oh, bundles! That you were telling me about got to get bundle. your bundles. Come on, you guys must remember these. What was it? Bundles. So you I don't remember. The counter and be told want to get your bundle: two films, popcorn, a drink, ten pounds. Oh God, yeah, no. Yes. Yeah. Memory unlocked. <laughs> it is. Oh, all these uh, two, two, f- two film. What was it? Two film rentals. 
popcorn, popcorn bottle of drink. Yeah. That was right because you had the popcorn in like the, the drop baskets, didn't you? That's right. In yeah. the middle, and you you just got your bag, and then and then you at the till were like, "Oh, do you want to get a drink as well?" And it's that mm-hmm. was the only only sales goal we ever got was to sell sell bundles. Well, did you get commission or bonuses for it? No, there was targets to hit on a given day or evening, and that was all. The entire time I was there, you just had to hit your target. That was it. Or you got fired. Exactly. Did you ever not miss? Did you ever miss your target? Were you told off? No, I, I say I was actually pretty fortunate. The time I was there it was a really, really good bunch of people. I, I'm actually still in touch with a lot of them now, which is 20 years on. I don't like saying that that's number pre- out loud, that, but 20 years, years on, yeah, 20. Years At least on. your math is right. My name. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a really good bunch of people. And so on the evenings we would all work together. If there were some of us on the tills and other people weren't, you'd let someone else have your bundle so everyone else finished the night with the right amount on their totals. Oh, I was just clever. giving away the secret yeah, there yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Giving it away 20 years on. You see, your manager is livid. Your manager's <laughs> like, no, Steve! Oh. Man- we're such a wholesome podcast, but I could just see I could just see the manager at the time like listening to this going, you <laughs> you did me. <laughs> you screwed me Handed your card, he'll say. I could have fired you all. <laughs> And and what what was the what was the we were talking about this other night and the one thing that not sh- it didn't shock me because I know that's the kind of thing you'd remember but the one thing I found was quite interesting what can you still remember oh my account number is account number still remember my card number from the last twenty yeah, years that's on weird. <laughs> which is tell the tell the audience two six oh one oh two oh 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 seven. So don't wow. make any films out of it my sounds like a, my number. Like a budget James Bond a little bit. But... <laughs> 0007. It's funny enough, um, when James and I were talking about it, it was the 007 that came into my head first of all, and I just worked the number backwards. Oh, that's, yeah, we were talking, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I, 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 yeah another random memory unlocked. Like I say, knowing you, I'm not shocked. <laughs> um, Steve, I've got a question for you. When you were working there, what was the ratio between videos and video games? So what percentage averagely would... would People rent games compared to videos. I mean, films definitely more, definitely more. I'd say mm. probably seventy to eighty percent of the rentals would be films. And it's mm. funny when James and I were talking about it. My memories of rentals or rental stores. I don't ever remember renting renting any cartridge games. I only ever rented disc games, predominantly PS One, and then obviously later on a little bit of PS Two. But mm. um, yeah, it's my main memory of game rental is just PS One. Yeah, I Did think you... I think my... yeah. go on, age. No, did you get a good staff discount as well? Would you get first dibs? Well, when I started there, it used to be 10 free rentals per week. And wow. there was a restriction on new releases. So 10 a week? 10 a week, yeah. And there was when new releases came out. So when I was there 2004, the big wow. game I remember was San Andreas. <gasps> San Andreas was out. I'd say uh-huh. I'd been there a few months when that came out. And obviously it was quite hot at the time that all the staff wanted to rent it out. And we were told, you know, categorically, we've got, I think it was four or five rental copies they're off limits to staff for the first, I think it was the first couple of weeks. Mm. You couldn't, you had to, if you wanted it, you had to buy it. And obviously as a member of staff, thinking, it? you could put one aside to buy it, but to rent it was off limits. And again, it was the same with new films as well. Mm-hmm. Certainly on the, the first weekend they were out, new films were off limits to staff. But from that point onwards, that was one of your freebies per week. Wow. Because cause films, um, films were obviously further away from release on video slash DVD from the cinema than they are now. I think I think it was. I could be talking rubbish. It was probably about six months, wasn't it? Five, six yeah, months. Yeah, it come down to six months. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I remember Extra Vision back in the. Well, this must have been early nineties. 
when yeah. you used to get the magazine, they used to have a magazine in store that was like monthly or, or maybe I think it was weekly, but monthly. And the release dates in that for films and the film would be in the cinema and it'd be maybe two, three years. That's yeah, you it was, take it was it a long time, wasn't it? Actually, thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, so so yeah. when the film finally came out, there was like a massive hype for it, I suppose, yeah. which is why 10, 10 free rentals a week. You didn't think you wouldn't think they'd give that many away. Was people actually taking ten a week? I I can't say for sure. I think some people might have been giving them to their friends, maybe. <laughs> yep. Otherwise, <laughs> um, you're talking rubbish. Nobody would ever be so flagrant. It's almost do more than one a night. No, it's. Just I mean, it's almost bad. as if someone wanted to nick a copy of Speed Two, for goodness' sake. You know, <laughs> next question, Steve. What was the most rented film and video game, if you can remember, that you do you always remember people picking up? What was the most popular ones? Certainly, I well, say in the time I was there, San Andreas. San Andreas is the standout game memory for mm-hmm. me. I remember actually it was the only time I worked there. I say it must have been eighteen months, two years max. The only time we ever had a queue outside the store at ten o'clock in the to morning rent. to rent and to buy. Oh, to rent and to that buy. was the morning San Andreas came out. Mm. Wow, nice. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll, uh, to be fair, it's interesting we've we posed that question, Age, because um, I've got a few big titles. Uh, over the years that um that have made ripples on the rental market so mm. maybe we'll, we'll drop those in a bit later on but oh i feel like i feel like we're well and truly a good halfway down uh memory lane now but i'm going to rewind us a little bit see what i did there uh, being kind, be kind being kind yeah <laughs> so it's safe to say that we, we were all i think big users of the good old rental shops back in the day um throughout probably late 80s early 90s and and certainly into the the sort of 2000s with all the new releases certainly san andreas probably being one of the biggest around that time um but where and when did the rental business start in terms of renting videos slash films where did it start any chaps throw it out here i can't ask steve because he can see my screen so that's not very fair (laughs) but give me a give me a country give me a country where you believe that that uh, video rentals began the obvious one okay i'm not gonna is the same right but obviously it can't be because you're gonna you you wanted me to say that as usually be like oh dear you're stupid of course of course it's not that simple age what do you reckon give Uh, me a country I'm going to say, I'm going to say Venezuela, just because. I'm going to say, I'm going to go back and say Russia. Okay. Japan. Japan's my final answer. So Dylan's, well, I'll say Dylan's the closest, but he's not anywhere near, really. (laughs) It's actually Germany. Oh, fair play. It was a place called Kassel in Germany. Um, Which Germany? Eh? At the time. Which Germany at the time? Uh, Good question. Well, this oh no actually yeah that is a good question i haven't got that so i'll find that out Pop a <laughs> right. on that. i'll get that i'll get that found out for you but there was a chap called eckhard baum and he mm. used to lend his film collection that he had on super eight film uh mm. to family and friends um and after a short time of doing it there's he started charging him he's yeah. like yeah, i hate you guys and they started yeah. charging you rocking up oh uh, his grandmother rocking up to the thing right <laughs> That'll be two. Uh, oh, that'll be two Deutschmarks, please. Two Deutschmarks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> this this was actually in uh, 1975. Oh, right, 1975 that he began this, and he found that more and more people became interested in it through word of mouth, and he essentially launched a rental business based off of initially lending to his friends and family, mm. um, and then people sort of said, "Well, I want to see that film. I want to see that film," and he started, you know, a small charge for it. 
Um, he then grew his collection over the years to include videotapes, DVDs, etc., etc. And believe it or not, the business is still run today as of 2023. Amazing. Wow. So the guy, the chap's name is Eckhard Baum, if you want to um, search for him. I don't know what the business name is. I, th- I think it's something in German. I think it's an abbreviation of his first name. But, um, yeah, he's still running the business now. So I think that's pretty impressive and hats off hats off to him. Awesome. But um, to come back to what you said, Dill, uh, in the US, because that was a damn good guess, they were very shortly afterwards, yeah? Mm. Where did the first um, rental store open in, in the US? It was actually in L.A., um, oh, as it a guess at the year, I said shortly after the other one, 76, Ooh, <laughs> 77, 1977 um, in LA. Um, and that was essentially just a, 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 a video, um, VHS rental, uh, store chain of eventually. Um, but games wise, which is obviously mainly what we're here for. When did they first appear in rental stores? Now, this I, I was surprised at this. I've got to be honest with you because I thought it was a bit later. But what do you reckon? Give me a year. Well, I, I actually think that you could rent out cassettes. I think there were places that rent out cassettes, mm-hmm. which, is stupid, which is stupid because you could, you could copy them quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that happened. So I think that probably happened in the very mid to early, eight, uh, early to mid 80s. So I'm going to say 84. Deal. Yeah, I'll go 82, 81. Yeah, Dill's got it. It was um, it was actually as early as 1982, and they had titles uh, Donkey Kong, they had Frogger, and they had uh, ET as well. Um, but <laughs> yeah, because was... you had you had all the Atari card stuff as well, mm-hmm. you? so you could yeah, yeah, quite, yeah, makes sense. Easy but it was a it it it, it wasn't going to last. To be fair, at that time, um, because mm-hmm. in in 1984, um, Japan passed quite a sweeping law actually banning games rental um, because of so many outlets they making unauthorised copies of the games mm-hmm. as we've uh, kind of just alluded to um, but to um, I mean to get an idea shortly after that obviously you know they, they, they eventually had to give in because the uh, you know the industry was growing so much and it was growing so hugely that by 1986 uh, in the US, they had upwards of nineteen thousand rental stores um, across across the US. Now that's a that's a big old number, um, yeah. and it was exploding. It was only getting bigger and bigger. Um, but eight, but by eighty six, I mean that's still fairly early on, um, and you're looking at nearly twenty thousand stores, um, which is just nuts, really. Um, nuts. And as, as I put put down, the rest is pretty much history. We know, you know, we know the likes of Blockbuster, we know the likes of all of the independent sort of mm. uh, stores that we used to go to were just, um, you know, exploding with, with the rental market at the time. However, um, what what I was going to do was ask you guys what you think in terms of films, first of all, and then some of the titles in games. Mm. What do we think the two biggest rental titles of all time yeah, I know, be? I know number one. Okay, and this is this is going up to 1998. And the reason it goes to 1998 is because that was kind of the, the the swan song of the video era. Um, yeah, I still know the answer then. So go on, Age. What you got? Titanic. Titanic. Must be number scrolls. one. Must be. <laughs> <laughs> Am I I've right? But well, this is this is the thing because I actually I actually did a lot quite a bit of digging on this, and as we found out with things like game sales numbers and industry numbers and stuff like that. Things can vary massively depending on who's reporting it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
But having looked at, when I looked at some of the other websites, Titanic was definitely in there because obviously at the time it was such a massive, massive film mm. and it grossed a huge amount of cinema. But as far as, um, as far as, uh, rentals go standalone, apparently Star Wars did $270 million. What? I mean, what? Two hundred seventy million in rentals. That's just madness. But VHSs were expensive back then. You know, I, mm, yeah. a new VHS when it first came out, I think was could be up to twenty pounds maybe for like mm. brand new. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of money. Absolutely. So it makes sense to rent it because films you, you you don't watch as much as video. You know, you can you might watch it a few times, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, it it, it was obviously at that time an absolutely massive market, and as we already said, late eighties, it was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and I think Steve gave me a stat earlier. What was it about Blockbuster in terms of their stores? At their peak, they were opening a new store every 17 hours. <laughs> Jeez. That was that's quick. 17 hours. Yeah, that's not even a day. Unbelievable explosion. When, like we said, when it's, when it's peak hit. That's bonkers. 17 hours and you're opening a new store. I mean, that is... That's nuts. I mean, a little bit more about about Blockbuster in a bit, but seriously, I mean, yeah, the other the other film I was going to uh, push out there as well, even though it was quite a bit quite a bit earlier than 1998, was ET, believe it or not, mm-hmm. which um, grossed uh, 228 million at the time in in rental sales, and apparently these numbers adjusted for for inflation. Um, you're looking at 457 mil for Star Wars and 385 mil for ET. Right. I mean, that is some serious. De Niro, isn't it? I mean, seriously. Some other, some other big titles as well. Um, I don't know, age, age, whether you've got any of these down, but uh, Sister Act was a big one. Rental, yeah. Under Siege, uh, yeah. Few Good Men, The Bodyguard, Jurassic Park, Obvs, mm. uh, Pulp Fiction, and they were, they were all. I mean, there's loads of them. There's, there's obviously loads to go through, but those were some of the heaviest uh, rental hitters. Um, where um, people, I've no doubt, would be um, chomping at the bit to get hold of. What was it? Did a blockbuster? You had a, you had a, you had a case, didn't you? And then no, you had the, 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 the actual, artwork at the front. Actual display case was the the actual box, and then the a, a white blockbuster box behind it. That's it. Take the white blockbuster box to the counter. If there's no white blockbuster box, there is no filming. But people would still ask anyway. <laughs> Have you got one back? Have you got one hidden behind the counter? Or have you kept one aside yeah. just for me because I'm the special customer? Did but, you? Uh, did you? Everyone, every time they said, was uh, were customers very polite and forgiving when she told in that? Where's scene? my supermarket <laughs> one too? I've got to be honest. There was a, a massive mix of customers. Generally, most of them were all right, but there were one or two scenes of great drama in the store over very, very minor incidents over a rental. Over That's- rental, I, I remember actually it was a, had a lady come in. This hadn't been there that long at the time. Absolutely screaming, screaming the place down. It was about five minutes into the conversation before I got to tell me what was wrong. And it turned out that the Finding Nemo disc she'd been given was scratched and her child was traumatised. Oh, no. Yeah, it's all a, your faults. And I, I was sort of waiting for. The, is there any any more to this story? No, it's just a scratched DVD. Okay, <laughs> you were like, what else, Steve? Did you ever have to dish out late fines? And how did that go? What was the procedure? Well, the, yeah, obviously everyone had your card with your card number, and then it would pop up when you obviously scanned the card. Oh, your account yeah. will come up, and any late fees as well will be cut as a warning. So many, many late fees were charged. And it was actually quite a nice little perk as well. You could it was a very, very basic computer system, but you could add notes to accounts. Oh, so when yes. the account opened up, it would then flag you up. You can't do that now. No, it would then flag <laughs> up any any text or warnings you had about that particular customer. 
So, you know, this person will be late. You know, the, or any other notes you wanted to put to other members of staff to let them know about the person. See, inside knowledge. You see, we're getting all the inside track. I think, is it, is, it, is it true, Steve, that Blockbuster made a lot of their profit from late fees? Is that Yes. Yes, it was a huge amount. I actually, I mentioned it to James earlier on before we were on air that uh, shortly after we talked about do, uh, doing this podcast, I had a little look online. There's actually a documentary about the last mm. Blockbuster and it charts the history of Blockbuster as a company. And one of the bits they talk about is when they abolished the late fees, the company's profit nosedived. There was a yeah, huge yeah. amount of money being made just on yeah. late fees. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, yeah. So one of the things I never quite understood the economics of when I was there, I was told that the unit cost for a DVD, obviously when you watch a DVD, or it always has that text at the start, do not copy this and you can't distribute it. And I believe they had to pay a lot more in order to have a copy that could be used for that purpose, which I think was, right. I was told at the time was 35 or 40 quid a unit ah. worked out at. And you th- at the time at Blockbuster, you thought about that film has to go out eight or nine times for them to break even on it. Mm. Most of the discs wouldn't make it eight or nine times out. They'd be damaged and end up going in the bin. So mm. I never understood at the time how that disc model mm. was making money if the money was coming yeah. from, from the bundles, from the food and drink and everything else at the time, mm. or from the late fees. It's it's mad, isn't it? I mean, I mean, I do and, and I, I do know um, that there was a, there's a lot of stuff that's said when you look into this. Aside from Blockbuster, at some of the smaller places, the ones that used to do <clears throat> other stuff, they used to stock other items, or you know, you, you're you mirroring your, mirrors and frames, <laughs> mirroring your flat. I can't even talk frame place. But the 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 fact was that there was a lot of places that used to do rentals, things like supermarkets and stuff like that. They used to do them as loss leaders. So they would literally put them on the shelves as mm. to get the customer to come in and make a rental, but yeah. obviously make money on all the groceries, of course. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, you can only imagine, can't you, really, the amount of the, t- the hundreds of thousands of places that had a, a rental kind of, um, you know, section in their store. Mm-hmm. Um, ac- across just the US. I mean, obviously, you got to get people in the door, in you? Yeah, yeah you got to get it, people in. You, you sort of think it's massive, but then you add a whole other ton of layers on top because of all these companies were thinking, well, hang on, they're not coming in the store necessarily for whatever. Let's get them in anyway and show that we're doing some rentals or whatever. So it's um just a mind-boggling how massive the the, the market was. But um, we I've done a few, obviously, the big hitters in the, 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 the films, but what were some of the big hitters in terms of the games? Now, mm. there's going to be – this list is quite long, but I've, I've taken a few um, of, of some of the classic and probably not quite so classic titles, actually, to be fair. And it's interesting that we were saying about – some of you guys don't necessarily remember cartridge rentals. Mm. Funnily enough, some N64 titles were among the biggest. Mm-hmm. In terms of rentals, so some of the big ones, Super well, Smash Brothers on the N64, yeah. they were yeah. expensive, man. N64 games were dear, so they were. And we've had those. we've had a couple of um, couple of the guys on the um, Twitter posts um, that we did specifically mention the cost okay. of, um, <laughs> of N64 games, saying that they went out to, to rent them rather than buying them. Um, Resident Evil two and three on the N64 and the PS1, respectively. Um, WWF Attitude on the N64. Meh. I remember playing that. Didn't really blow me away, but it's a lot of people rented it. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Not yeah. 
Yeah, I've got, it's not a bad game. Um, they've just released it on the Nintendo Online on the Switch, the classic. And there's a new version as well. Yeah, it's, it's all right. If you like, if you like Pokemon and taking photos, you're if you like Pokemon, you like anything with the name Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, go on, Neil. Nothing, man. I'm listening oh, to no, Adrian's Tales no, of Pokemon Snap. I'm just like, no, I never played it. <laughs> I've heard about it. <laughs> never played it. I've got have it on the Switch, it? yeah. It's all right. Oh, you, have you got it? Have you actually mm. got it? And got, like I said, they re they re released the N sixty four version on the Switch as well. It's on the I said it's online. on the N sixty four um online thing. Oh yeah, it I might is, give yeah. it a go actually. Yeah, it's, quite, it's quite a cute, fun little game. Nice. Uh, one you definitely would have heard of, Gran Turismo on the PS one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nice. massive classic. And Metal Gear Solid on the PS one as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah, the games you mentioned. Actually, no, not all of them do fit in the category. I was thinking if you rent a game, you don't want a, a really long story-driven game where you get halfway through and you can't complete it. Um, you just rent but, it again the next weekend, I, don't I you? suppose, but but yeah. with save points and all that. But I suppose the PS1, you could do that. But I'm talking... Okay. It kind of makes sense you might rent out sports games. Um, Smash Brothers, a quick fighting game. But Metal Gear Solid, you can't complete in a weekend, can you? You can. Resident, you can? Okay, well, I, could, I couldn't. Not that long. Metal <laughs> Gear yeah. 1? Metal Gear I mean, Solid One on the PS One, yeah, that's not a long game, is it? Apparently, apparently think, it's a, it was a big number, big big hitter in the rentals market. Yeah, yeah. you think it is? Like, oh, you smashed the first disc. Oh, got another second disc coming. Oh, hang on, that's <laughs> finished now. All oh, right. <laughs> I think when you know what you're doing, that's about ninety minutes beginning to end. I think it could yeah. be. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm just yeah. Maybe two I'm hours. just not good at the game. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I mean, well, you're absolutely right though in terms of things like the WWF attitude stuff because there was there was several there were several wrestling titles in there to be fair um you know big uh, sort of multiplayer titles smash brothers obviously massive multiplayer title um i mean gran turismo is a bit of a, a weird one to have in there but hmm. i suppose just because it was such a big title i suppose that that you know the, the the kind of height of its popularity just carried it through probably on the on the renting and the buying market so hmm. um but yeah I, I would say that's probably a damn good assessment to be fair is the fact that yeah sports games quick pick up and play and certainly multiplayer stuff as well so i wonder i wonder how many how many people rented a game and they said i'm gonna buy it and they, they would so Probably they think steve i want to rent this next week i love it so much i'm gonna buy a copy what's the ratio what's i don't know i, I say the time i was there i remember that less from from customers uh, or from people coming in from the same faces coming in with games i say i think as we talked about earlier on and as you've mentioned there with the ps1 games at that point, certainly to me as a gamer, and obviously the age I was, games still seemed, they were so expensive still, mm, that yeah, a new yeah. game that I really wanted, like Metal Gear Solid or Gran Turismo, you know, and obviously the amount of money you were putting in, it was better to maybe give it a try renting it, rather than risk spending yeah, all that course, money yeah. buying a game that, that could be awful. I think I think it's it's worth probably um, considering the fact as well that if even, you know, uh, the knee-jerk reaction was you definitely rent it from Blockbuster, was the knee-jerk reaction to buy it from Blockbuster necessarily? Like, you know, would you would, if 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 you sat down a hundred people on in that era and said, right, where are you going to buy your next video? game? I don't think I ever bought a game from. There you Blockbuster, go. Necessarily. So they may well, have, you know, Samurai Shodan for two pounds. <laughs> Protect that investment. Jokes on them, innit? Yeah, jokes on them. You know, they you. You got the bargain. What else did you get? They can't, you said you got like some other ones. I didn't even know half the names. There's like four or five oh. random people. I think I want to say R Type, um, the R Type version, which is pretty good. Well, I like that already. Yeah, R-type, and I love R Type anyway. But there was. I see. Some... Go on. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't remember. And right. I just don't understand why PS1 games are gone. I, I, I can't 
they just disappeared. It's very, very sad. I want to tell a, a, a sad story. Sad story about a Hit rental me. from Blockbuster. <laughs> so one <laughs> one Saturday I went in, right? And this is when, so I've been doing this for about a year, I guess. And I guess the master, the, kind of the master system thing was really on the decline. Uh, and there weren't many games there that I hadn't tried. So I think like Super Monaco is there and, um, like California games and stuff. I'm like, oh, I've rented those. I'm like, what one is, what is the one that is there that I haven't rented yet? And it was Pit Fighter. Oh, it was no. Pit Fighter on the Master System. <laughs> and it's just so funny, right? Ooh. So I was like, I, I read it. I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. Cause I remember like reading like a bad, bad review of it in, in, in Sega Power the month before. I'm like, oh, it can't be that bad. Uh, I took it home and I, oh, it's my, my cousins were coming around that day. So I was like, oh, yeah, get my cousins, man. Yeah, this would be fun. Oh, my God. Pit Fighter with the Master <laughs> System was one of the worst games you ever play in your life. Yeah. And do you know what? Do you know what happened? My, um, I had a bottle of Coke on the floor because obviously we were in a small place, didn't have anywhere to put my bottle of Coke. Um, my little cousin kicked over the bottle oh, of Coke. No. Coke went in my Master System with Pit Fighter in it. Boom. Game over. I was like, was it destroyed for good? I'm like, we're gonna have to play Cluedo or something. And then <laughs> turned it all off. I like oh, no. pulled out I pulled out Pit Fighter and it stripped loads. You know, like the, the bit of the cartridge that goes into oh, the yeah, yeah, it yeah. goes into the machine and there's those like pan they, they kind of wear off after time. It kind of ripped loads of those out and those are still in my master system, like the, the contact the kind of <laughs> covering y bits. And I was like, Oh no, oh, what have I done to this cartridge? God. I'm like, oh please work. So like the next day, like I just like let everything dry out. I was like, oh, I let everything dry out. But my master system is like a rock. It was just yeah. like do and then Pit Fighter <laughs> was like Pit Fighter unfortunately did work. So, oh, it did unfortunately. Uh, I, I played a bit more of it. <laughs> I played After a bit more that... of it. It might have been. I don't know. Maybe because the contacts were still in, like the contact covering, like metal. Still in the contacts. Still in the Yeah, I just wonder if that's why it still works. But I'm just like, <laughs> Dylan, my dad never. Just... My dad never got in trouble for it. Obviously, we returned it. We never heard from him about it. They never uh, bothered testing it. It's such a bad game. Uh, if you put no in, like Sonic, <laughs> if you put Sonic straight afterwards, you might have had a weird combined game of Pit Fighter and Sonic combined. Can you imagine Sonic Pit and Pit Sonic. Fighter? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like Sonic Pit Fighter, Fighter but a, less, a bit a bit less shit. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. <clears throat> well. So bad. Apparently, apparently, Adrian, good sir, mm-hmm. a little birdie tells me that um, you've got some, uh, or a list of, I think yeah. it's uh, titles that were exclusive to good old Blockbuster. Is that right? Well, yeah, I do. And actually, some of these titles you could like rental exclusives, and some were like you could literally buy it from these places from Blockbuster. So, you know, f- first off, respect to Blockbuster trying to build their excitement, uh, making it so you had to travel to a Blockbuster to get these, these particular titles. I'd be interested if Steve recognizes saw any of these sort of past his hands, but maybe not. They're, they're, a lot of them are N64 games, believe it or not. I don't know what they, they had a good deal going. Um, I've got a few here. So these are obviously really rare now. A lot of these titles are worth a lot of money. Um, the first one on the SNES is Clay Fighter Tournament Edition. Clay um, Fighter. I know. Ridiculous game. Um, might talk about Clay Fighter a bit more. This is interesting though. There was actually a Donkey Kong Country competition cartridge on the SNES. Um, it, it was part of the Blockbuster World Video Game Championships. Um, 
And actually, if you get a copy of this, it's worth a pretty penny. Uh, what else? Eek the Cat. Anyone heard of Eek uh, the Cat before? Eek the Cat. What? Yeah, I believe it, I believe it was a verbal. I think it was a um, uh, Nickelodeon show. It's a cartoon. But when, when when you read about this, this this SNES exclusive was literally an updated version of Sleepwalker uh, right. on the Amiga, which which. <laughs> We've interviewed the man that made Sleepwalker. I don't know if he's... It says it was made by the same team. I think they just really just put extra stuff on it and made a SNES title. Nice. Um, Final Fight Guy on the SNES, limited exclusive. Nice. Um, never played it. I don't know if you guys ever heard of this. Uh, Mr. Nuts on the SNES, apparently. Mr. Mr. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah, 2D platform. It's a squirrel game. It is. You're a squirrel. You pay a squirrel. Um, yes. The, the Ren and Stimpy show, Fire Dogs. Uh, I think there's a few Ren and Stimpy games, wasn't there? But this was a SNES, apparently a Blockbuster exclusive for the SNES. Um, like I said earlier, Blockbuster World Championships 2 on the on the Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, it had, it a, had a weird of combination, yeah, of NBA Jam and Judge Judge Dredd uh, mm. combined. We, worth a lot of money. Yeah, um, yeah, I bet. Madden 93 Championship Edition. Not sure what the difference is there, but that was a exclusive this is this is actually the the next game i'm going to talk about is the most expensive and rare game on the n64 is clay fighter 63 and a third sculptors cut it's the it's exclusively only in the blockbuster little little dip little um i'm gonna do a little shout out to my little video i did earlier i did the top 10 rarest n64 games and spoiler alert this was number one it goes for over a thousand pounds uh these days Oof. for a copy wow um it's not a good game it wasn't really yeah, it's only available in Blockbuster. It wasn't stocked up well. To, but yeah, it is one of the most expensive and rare games you can get. Um, Stunt Racer 64 and 64. Transformers Beast Wars Trans Metals. And that's what it's called, huh? apparently. Uh, yeah, yep. Catching Trans Metals. Yeah. Hey, look, ahead yeah. of the time. You know, ahead of the time. Don't forget that, um, What was it again? But, <laughs> but that was a limited exclusive again, N64. Um, NFL Blitz Special Edition, N64. Um, Razor Freestyle Scooter again N64 a real exclusive there again and International Track and Field 2000 again on the N64 Um, Indiana Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine on the N64 now I I believe this game actually if you bought this game uh, you could actually unlock for free um, The Fate of Atlantis so a lot of people would buy this game purely for um, Fate of Atlantis I'm not sure if that was on the N64 version particularly but you could I think it was in the Wii. How oh, was it the Wii, the Wii version? Yeah, the Wii it was version. The, I think it was the Wii version. Um, Dai Katana, N64 Limited Exclusive. Don't know much about it. Apparently, he had a really... In, apparently, it was a massive flop on the PC, and they re-released it on the N64. didn't do very well. Eggs of Steel on the PlayStation 1. Eggs of Steel, a dodgy platform. Eggs of Steel. I know, right? <laughs> Freestyle Street Soccer, Xbox and GameCube Exclusive. Um and I think there's one more game on my list, just loading up here. Um, yeah, Outlaw Golf Nine Holes of Xmas, um, and there's there's another one, Outlaw Golf Nine <laughs> Nine More Holes of Xmas. So basically, it's like a weird Christmas blockbuster Christmas exclusive golf, golf game. game. Bizarre, yeah, unbelievable. But there you go. So, so firstly, respect to Blockbuster. They tried to be a bit clever, a bit different, but I don't think any of those those games particularly were that good but very rare so when we say exclusive like you they they would literally produce them to be stocked only in blockbuster 
Yeah, either to rent or to sell, or a bit, a bit of both. So some you could only rent from Blockbuster nowhere else, or some you could literally only buy or rent yeah. from Blockbuster, which is weird. I mean, well, if if anything, that shows um, the like Blockbuster's pulling power at the time, really, doesn't it? And their buying power, yeah. because and, that's yeah. nuts to actually to actually commit to to producing. Okay, fair enough. They're probably not in the in, in the forefront of most people's memories in terms of the titles, but. To actually commit to producing games to only be rented and sold at Blockbuster. That's mad, isn't it? That, that just shows mad. you how big they was were. There, was there ever any like videos or DVDs or a Blockbuster exclusive? I, I doubt it, but I don't know. I think, I think they, they probably... Ah, oh, actually, yes, there was one. And I remember reading yeah. about this. I'm sure the film... Uh, what's that one? Jeremy Irons, Lolita. Oh, okay. That was... I think they... Um, there was a big hoo-ha about it, and I think I read something about this where they they did a promotion for it. It was in the cinema, and they said, "Oh, we've got this title; it's exclusive to us. You can't get it anywhere else." I'm sure it is. And then what happened eventually? I think so many other outlets got so fed up with it, they ended up approaching like wholesalers um, of, of of VHS tapes and stuff like that, and basically ended up like circumnavigating the system to stock it anyway. Right. Um, and Blockbuster like got the right hunt with it and all this sort of thing. But I think it was, I think what they did was they used it as kind of an exercise to, uh, in terms of working out that films were a lot more difficult to make exclusive mm. than probably games. Because let's be honest, you know, cinemas always been quite big, certainly massive during that period of time. Um, you, you can't really, I mean, can you make a new release exclusive? It's a bit cheeky, isn't it? You can't I suppose Netflix it. do it now, don't they? They do it. They well, I suppose, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I oh. suppose that's a fair point. Are you going to mention Netflix later? I might <laughs> do. Yep. I might do. I might do. Yeah. <clears throat> and again, uh, you're really good at these little segues, aren't you? <laughs> you're really good at these little segues, you two. <clears throat> but um, I know we've talked. I mean, we've talked about all sorts of uh, you know kind of rental establishments, and obviously Blockbuster being one of the biggest. But definitely a shout out to some of the you know the independent ones, the old frame shops, uh, and the little news agents and stuff like that, because. You know, if it wasn't for them, then, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have had their kind of first memories of, of, of renting and maybe a first game yeah. or film. So, um, big up to, big up to the little news agents and, you know, shops that were doing rentals as a, as a side hustle. But, um, you know, I, I have got uh, a few sort of bits of trivia and facts about, about the massive juggernaut that was Blockbuster. I say was Blockbuster. I think the, is the last one still going? The last or? one still exists. It's still yeah. going. It's still going. One left. Um, but does anybody know? Well, this is a very strange uh, bit of trivia, to be fair, and I, I didn't know this, and it's very odd. But the first blockbuster was actually opened almost exclusively due to the collapse of the oil market, believe it oh. or not. Um, there's a husband and wife team that that um, were invested quite heavily in in, in the oil market, um, and they were essentially reeling in in um, in sort of 1984-85 because the market just crashed essentially. Um, and they all of a sudden decided that they'd seen all of this hoo-ha about um, rental stores and the fact that it was exploding and video renting and whatever. And they thought, I know what we'll do. Let's switch from oil. Let's go into video rentals. And that's exactly okay. what they did. And they opened um, what they called a, a rental mega store. So they had all of these smaller establishments and obviously the ones doing the side hustles. But they wanted a mega store. So essentially all under one roof and all the titles and everything. And they opened it in October 85 uh, in oh, Dallas. Nice. Of all places. But there you go. So, yeah, if anyone asks you how did Blockbuster come about, well, because oil went down the pan, essentially. Um, <clears throat> now, here's an interesting one. We talked loads about N64, 
okay, and exclusive titles. They were actually sued by Nintendo at one point. Oh, okay. Uh, Nintendo said that, well, they claimed that Blockbuster were infringing their copyright by photocopying the game manuals um, <laughs> on popular titles such as Mario and Zelda. Blockbuster stated they did it as the originals were so worn out, um, and e- eventually they had a bit of a powwow and they settled out of court. So nobody really knows what kind of happened behind closed doors. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I th- it's just interesting to me because if you read into that story years later or a few years later, Nintendo had to sort of backtrack a little bit because they realized that they were going to be losing, you know, a fair bit of coverage and revenue mm-hmm. um, with, with all of the stuff that uh, Blockbuster was stocking. But yeah, they went in for the juggler and basically said that, uh, yeah, you can't photocopy game manuals. I mean, of all the, of all the things, game manuals, but there we go. Yeah. <coughs> Um, we mentioned late fees earlier. I've got a number for you. Yeah, go on. This is in the year 2000, all right, in isolation. So the year 2000 on its own, okay, Blockbuster made a total of $800 million in late fees. Jeez. $800 million in 2000 in the US alone, mm. yeah? Now, now, this was 16% of their entire revenue. So just the late fees on its own accounted for um, almost a fifth of their business. Mad, it? 800 million. There People you forget, you know, it's easy. Like if you haven't got your kid going, we got to get on the bus. Dad, <laughs> yeah. we got to get on the bus. Yeah. 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 It's going to be late. 10.59 p.m., yeah. <laughs> but um, that was true. It's true. There you go, late fees. Um, this is a bit of a wacky one. They they actually at one point banned male employees from having long hair. Mm. Wouldn't have been a problem. No, me. wouldn't have been a problem for any of us, really. To be fair, Steve, did you have yeah. long hair at Blockbuster? <laughs> yes, I had hair then, <laughs> not long hair. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I did, but there was a yeah. time. There was a time, and now he doesn't pay for bulbs. He just goes <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, the, the, again, if you look into this one, it's quite interesting. There was a there was a long and drawn out. Um, sort of to and fro between some employees and whatnot. And I think Blockbuster eventually um, sort of, you know, backed down after a while. But, yeah, there was a long uh, long struggle to get that one um, removed, uh, saying that male employees couldn't have long hair. But there we go. Yeah. Netflix. We talked about Netflix earlier. Um, Blockbuster actually turned down a deal with Netflix. Mm, they could have bought them, couldn't they? Is that right? The well, Netflix in in 2000 wanted to join forces, um, and this was all around sort of like the you know the DVD mail order rental market. And, yeah, because they were Netflix, both doing that, weren't they? Because yeah. Netflix and yeah. them and Total yeah. Total Film, a uh, Love Film, I think. Love Film, love film. wasn't yeah. Love Film originally turned into Netflix? Maybe I, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I think they were separate. Mm. They might have been separate. Anyway, we can look into that one. Put a pin in that. Um, but um, yeah, they, they, they essentially Netflix wanted to sort of handle all of the developments on the online side of the business, yeah, because obviously Blockbuster were were very much a physical media mm-hmm. um, kind of entity, and obviously a lot of it in two thousand there was a real you know crux, real sort of pivot there where it was a lot of it was moving online as we know, um, and they wanted to handle that side of the business. Now at the time when they went into this meeting, um, the Blockbuster CEO at the time said he that that that, that wouldn't add any value. Essentially, mm. he couldn't. He couldn't see them adding. I think the particular words were, he couldn't. They couldn't add any more value to the company as it as it stood. Yeah, they were in a position where they were kind of at their peak value, and he didn't see any way sort of to add anything to it. Um, and to add insult to injury, the the chat from Netflix was essentially laughed out of the room. Oh um, god! So, yeah, 
And I think probably um, I'm going to, I haven't seen the documentary, but I'm probably going to have a watch of it because. I was going to mention that. Yeah. yeah say, uh, the, the last blockbuster when that actual, that entire scenario is replayed in the documentary. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the awkwardness now, obviously looking back at that, that Netflix <laughs> for laugh out of the room. <laughs> oh god oh dear that's not really that's oh, you can just imagine can't you knowing what you know now yeah it's just must be so cringy do they go warts and all is it the whole meeting and the... no it's it's a, a dramatic reconstruction with puppets if i remember rightly oh. but, but the um the actual personnel involved are they're, they're interviewed and obviously discuss oh, yeah. what happened but at the time like, like you've already mentioned there was such a juggernaut yeah they just seemed unstoppable Oh, I mean, yeah, that's 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 essentially getting too big for your boots, really, isn't it? I mean, you know, I don't. Yeah, yeah. There, there shouldn't be there shouldn't be a time when any business, yeah, sits there and goes, "I'm not going to listen to what you have to say because you're going to." There's no way you can possibly add any value to my business. You know how how conceited have you got to be to mm. to to essentially get to that kind of level? But there we go. That's what happened, and that's how the meeting went. And well, the rest is definitely history, isn't it? I, know, I would say, actually, rewinding back on one of your earlier points about when you said about buying new games, mm. would you buy new games from Blockbusters? And at the time, and I don't know what you guys would say, I wouldn't. Mm. When I was when no. I was buying games, you were going elsewhere. And it was the same thing that with Blockbusters, HMV, a lot of the high street places, I wouldn't buy games there because they were so expensive. Yeah, yeah, they and were. you think if you if they actually had spoken to the people who knew at the time, buying the people, the consumers, <laughs> buying films and games. I'm not buying stuff there because you're so pricey. Yeah, I mean, I mean, now, now you say it, there's, there's lots of kind of other shop names, and I'm sure we mentioned this on the Christmas pod deal about mm-hmm. things like Virgin Megastore, yep. you know, your Woolworths, your um, uh, HMVs, uh, electronics boutiques, all that, all those kind of stores that that really pushed and pushed and pushed the whole buy the game from us agenda, mm-hmm. um, and that's was that part of the problem? They went from a, you know, the rental market was maybe you know had its heyday and they hadn't got anything in the chamber left to kind of push or promote you know to purchase stock the market changed and they didn't i think really is mm-hmm. there we go you've heard it here so um does any <laughs> does anybody know and the irony on this is unbelievable does anybody know the name of the last film ever rented from a blockbuster in 2013 oh no i'm saying good though go on, it is good have a, have a stab any, isn't it something cold? The end of the, I know what it is actually. I no, know it's Max. No, no, same year. The end of the world. It's, it's called End of the World or something. It's got James Franco or something in it. Yeah, something like End yeah. of World or something. I'll give you. I'll give you points. I'll give you points. Um, it's actually called. It's Seth Rogen's This Is the End. Ah, oh. is the Pretty is the cold. film the la- apparently the last film that was ever rented in 2013 and apparently. Um, it was late and they had to take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, Adam and Eve? It? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I mean, what, um, what, what surprises me about all of that is I, I, I think that had Blockbuster maybe adapted slightly, not much, just slightly, they didn't need to do much. I think that, um, I think, you know, th- th- there is a world in which they might still be around doing something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that would be, but. I just uh, that that part about the Netflix just gets me every time to to be so yeah. brazen to say no, nope, sorry, not interested in anything you've got to say. Uh, we are the kings of of the rental market, and then the rental market was like a big rug just getting pulled out from <laughs> from under their feet. But um, what do we think, chaps? What's what? I mean, have you got anything? Have you got any not, little insights there, Age? I know you like to tack on a few bits, don't you? I remember there was that weird in between bit between Blockbuster shops and Netflix. The- 
online, there was these weird like ATM machines. I don't know if you remember them. And yes. you could literally type in. It was like, like an ATM machine. You could type in your number, pay money, and a DVD would pop out. Then you have to return it back to the ATM machine. They were quite popular for about a year, or maybe a year or two years. My mum used to have one yes. in Evesham when she moved down. We'd go, well, let's get some DVDs. We walked down to this weird sort of, it's a weird little thing. No one, there's like humans involved. Yeah, it was, just, it was just a yeah. It was like a yeah. It was like a big box, just a box, wasn't it? And yeah. and you just you just searched for whatever you wanted, and it kind of chucked it out. I think. Cool. Um, I mean, I I was um, I started working in Curry's in in Christmas in two thousand three, actually. And that's funny you say that about the transition because now I now remember that because there was a lot of DVD players. DVD players were massive. DVD video mm-hmm. players, you know, they were huge. People buying them all the time, and obviously DVD was really coming into its own. And that was when um, the, the company, when I was with Curry's, they did a lot of uh, tie-ins with uh, mail-order DVD rentals yeah. and stuff like that. So that changed things already because mm. you had a situation where you had to, you know, go to the store, get the physical copy, take it and bring it back, yeah, or remind your dad that you got to get on the bus still, yeah? yeah go get um, on the bus. Go, go, go. Um but so this was ma- so mail order. I don't know how the. I've no idea. Did, um, did any of you guys rent one? I don't know how long you got. Was it was it three days, five days, or it was a bit quite longer, a yeah. long time? Mm. It was quite a long time. Good. Like like you had a few like um, free trials, and I don't remember. Like I don't. I never signed up for something on the long term. But yeah, towards the like, sort of late two thousands, I signed up to a lot of those love film mm. free trials, and the block blockbuster tried it, and it was. Um, it was all right. It was all right. I think I might still have my Batman Arkham Asylum. <laughs> I didn't want to give it back. Mm-hmm. I was like, I told him, oh, I lost it in the, oh, you must have lost it in the post. Oh, I never got it. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> wow. So I thought, to be fair, it's only, it's only right that we've obviously talked loads about, you know, the, the, our early rental memories, good old blockbuster stuff, some of the titles, all the Adrian's given us a load of exclusive titles, et cetera. But it'd be nice to hear from some of our listeners slash followers. Would it yeah. not? Would it not? It's only right. I'd love to, I'd love to hear right from Blockbuster's mouth if, if they could talk, but I guess well, we never know. Well, let me tell you. Well, I've got a few here, actually. And I, I, I'll tell you what, um, as we know, the socials can be a real mixed bag of, of uh, engagement. But um, there's so many people that have wanted to share a, a, a rental story or two um across um i've got twitter and instagram here actually and i'm going to read a few out because because some of them are just absolutely classic and clearly people remember them as if it was yesterday um and the first one i've got is actually very similar to your story deal to be honest with you um it's from michael taylor at stomp 224 and he said i rented story of thor what a game that was on the mega drive for several weekends in a row and some beep deleted my save on the last dungeon (laughs) I I also only lived 30 seconds away from my blockbuster. I made a game out of holding out returning my games as long as possible and then sprinting over at 2259. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least you could sprint through it though. I had to get a freaking bus, mate. You know, I couldn't sprint down that down, down well, my blockbuster. You've given yourself a minute to do a 30 second sprint. As you still got 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Cutting it close. Um, Andy Gamer at UK Andy Gamer says Saturday rentals were always the best. Mm. Get as early as you can on a Saturday, and because of no trading on a Sunday, you pay for one day but got to keep it till Monday. Oh, that's um, nice. 
Yeah, and he said the wait list for Mortal Kombat 3 on the Mega Drive was crazy. Mm. Oh, wow, yeah. I'm not surprised, to be fair. Um, we've got uh, Dino at RIP underscore Dean. Um, there was a little independent game shop, sold mainly Sega stuff, but you also could rent games there, um, pretty much similar to a little news agent I saw. Any uh, Anywho, I was in there looking for something to rent, and the owner... Um, and the owner and his brother had a massive fist fight in front of everyone. Sega <laughs> Mega Drive's getting launched at everyone. <laughs> Catch so, up. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You so can have a Mega Drive. You can you a Mega, well, you would have a Mega Drive. <laughs> clearly, clearly the testosterone level's getting high in Blockbuster and rental shops because yeah. you had your woman screaming at you from a scratched for a scratched disc, and then we had launched Mega Drives. The thing is, it's Steve. You didn't think about this. That poor girl doesn't know if Nemo was ever just found again. So it's kind of your well, fault. You'll be glad to hear the lady got a credit and she got another DVD. Yeah. So Nemo's story was concluded. It's okay. Okay, fair enough. Customer service for you. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I it's. Think so. I mean, it's it's you know. I mean, do, I mean, do you, do you have you guys ever been? Have you had any? Have you had any issues like that with renting, staking stuff? But you ever got sh- shouted at anyone or? Sh- been shouted at no. the only annoying thing was when people didn't rewind the blooming tapes mate i'd spend yeah. like bloody minute like rewinding that tape like come on man <laughs> jeez just rewind it before you give it back Re- yeah. what is it Re- be kind that's rewind. it be kind rewind be kind rewind everyone's gonna and- watch that movie now they're like we've said it like <laughs> 10 times <laughs> but it's um it's interesting actually because it's interesting you mentioned about blockbuster themselves adrian i, I believe you sent a tweet out uh and um and actually tagged Blockbuster in it. And they, they yeah. sent back uh, a gift, did they not? <laughs> they did. They did. What, what did it say? Well, let me get it up. So I just asked, basically, what's your fondest memories, craziest stories regarding renting video games? Do you miss Blockbuster? And I tagged them in. They've got, real, they've got their own Twitter account. They, they have. Actually do. They have, yeah. They move with the times. They move with the times. And uh, we've got a lot of replies, but one particular, let me find it. Mortal Kombat, uh, the the gentleman's called at Tab Mock 99 and he said renting the Mortal Kombat 1995 film before it officially went on sale and then just keeping it and then um, Final Star Man he said and those late fees might have been the difference between staying afloat or sinking so you you destroyed Blockbuster basically and it's loading up very slowly but Blockbuster came back the real at Blockbuster account with Almost well over two hundred thousand followers. They yeah. just said, "World's best entry employee gift." <laughs> just popping it in and out, zooming <laughs> like um, in and out. Respect. You know what? Their, their Twitter account is pretty funny. They take the mick out of themselves. The guy that runs it, or the people that run it, uh, respect. I think they they they, they take it quite tongue in cheek. Um, That's they, they so were, cool that they replied though. It was cool. Uh, Thank you, Blockbuster. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean. It's and 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 as I say, the, the fact they replied as well, and then a bunch of other people just got involved. And you know what? Unlike a lot of other things, like questions that we ask, things like that, it wasn't just one line answers or one word answers or just few. There's people that have like you know written full on paragraphs and things like that. I mean, we obviously we can't go through all of them, but I'll pick out a, another few. But um, it's it's just really nice to see that actually this kind of thing really jogs a lot of memories and takes people on that kind of you know yeah. trip down memory lane. But we've got another one here from. Ranger X at Kevin Klein 77. Uh, Friday night VHS movie and Sega Genesis rentals were a staple back in 1990 and 91. I must have played 90% of the Genesis library back then. 
bet the rental shop loved him. There was a local <laughs> shop that carried nearly everything for the 16-bit consoles, and every weekend was a thrill. Miss rental stores and game mags. Don't we all? Mm-hmm. Don't we all? Um, there's another uh, Ruth McCauley at RGE underscore McSee. Which I recall renting Game Gear games from a oh. couple of local shops in Porter Down. Uh, such a treat when I got to do that. Also, Extra Vision. I remember nice. when Virtual Racing came out and I was dying to play it, but it was so popular that a waiting list and you could only get it for one night. Mm. Virtual mm. Racing? Yeah. That yeah. popular? I mean, that's an expensive game, so you wouldn't buy it. You'd rent that. Oh, abs- well, yeah, absolutely. I think that was probably true for, for several of those big titles at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, they talking um, about the Mega Drive version, and yeah, because didn't have the little chip. Well, that was really expensive when it came out, so yeah, no wonder there was a waiting list for that. Uh, this is very interesting. We talk about closures and things like that. Alfredo the Cat at Jamie3210764, catchy name. Uh, wife rented the Herbs on PS2 on a Friday. Blockbuster closed on the Monday. <laughs> Never <laughs> returned it. Nice. £30 game for £3 or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> the voices and Black Eyed Peas Sims versions in that game are burned into my soul. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> So, <clears throat> yeah, so they got, he got the herbs for about three quid and they closed them on Monday. So is that yeah. a good thing? Is that as good as, as your kind of £2 pickups age? Probably, mm, don't know. Wow. I've wow. got a couple as well, James. Um, Go on, mind. I've got at Jeremy Lovechild. Um, I'm not sure what Jeremy it is. Jeremy, well, we might get in trouble for saying famous Jeremy's, but um, <laughs> this person said, I worked at Blockbuster. We had a spate of N64 games, usually golden. I go walkies. People would peel off the stickers on the cartridge and swap them to other games. There were a lot of copies of Wave Race and Pilot Wings floating about dressed up as Bond. Ah, <laughs> um, cheeky. Dean, we like, we, like, we like Dean at Sandy Lena 77 Nice guy, always, always a big supporter of the show. But he said, not crazy, but a bloke near us, very early 90s, had a mobile games rental van just driving around renting games to kids until Nintendo sued him for having a Mario sticker on the Keith side of his Keith said van. yesterday, Keith said yesterday that um, that someone in Selsden did that. Yeah. As well, round, round Monk's Hill Estate. That's a great idea, yeah. isn't it? Forget, you know, ice cream, man. Be the, you know, the rental. Be the video. Like, in, instead of late fees, you just go banging on people's doors, like, give me my Street Fighter <laughs> back. Yeah. Mobile um, video bailiff. Yeah. It. Um, Bloggo's pal. He said, during the heyday of renting games, I worked for Electronics Boutique, so I never needed to rent games, as we could just book out games and take them home to play, which is pretty mad when you think about it. Yeah. Yes, bloggers. Yes, bloggers. Book them out. I, I guess just sort of borrow them, you know, to bring them back next few days, whatever. Cheeky. Um, one final one from Gaming Orchards. He said, can't think of anything crazy, but a local rental place used to have a boxed copy of NES stack up behind the counter. I asked the owner a couple of times, but he wouldn't sell it. I think that is a particularly rare game, isn't it, Stack Up? Um, yeah, there you go. So some lovely memories there. And thank you, Blockbuster, again, for getting involved. And sorry if Mortal Kombat dude ruins your business. <clears throat> it's not Netflix after all. More <laughs> for, for the stack of late fees, which if you total them all up, come to approximately $800 million. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't know. But um, I mean, all of that is just sort of testament to how kind of amazing that period of time was to be fair. And, well, I say period of time, it would be different for different people because, you know, we've probably got um, people even older than us that remember renting probably early, early to mid eighties. 
um, and onwards. So, um, I mean, any any final words, chaps, on sort of you know your you, little trip would, down memory lane? Would you like to guess what sixty-five million means? In the oh, whole... that's a good question. We haven't done your sixty-five. I oh, know we've had a couple. It's about Titanic. Just silly. Uh, <laughs> sixty-five million. The amount of times Titanic was rendered from blah blah stuff. Incorrect. Ah. Uh, the total number of no total number of rentals in a single year. Not correct. Remember. Sorry, James. The total Steve. number of the total number of blockbuster shops. At its peak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you do the maths, if, if, if every seventeen hours, <laughs> sixty-five million. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve, would you like a guess, my friend? Number of members. Well, I'm thinking that number's too low for that. Apparently, at Blockbuster's peak, there were sixty-five million members in total. Worldwide. Worldwide. He's got it. Is that it? That's hey, that's the population of the UK, more. my friend. <laughs> when you think about it, yeah. Thing is, though, ha- like, though. Is that what, how long did you have? Like, how long did a membership like last? If it like, if you didn't use it, mm. I think it was six months. Ah, possibly twelve. So count would, yeah. So it could have been like a rolling thing where. Oh, I mean, so you only the, had sixty-five million at like most at one point. At one time, at the yeah, peak, yeah. yeah, it wasn't like oh, a total, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah, at yeah, one yeah. time, at the big, at the peak of their powers. That's the maximum they had. I still, to be fair, that's still quite a bit. And that, and to be honest, that what you've got to kind of take from that as well is the fact that there would have been other establishments that do rentals as well. So if you added up kind of, you know, everyone who was a member of some kind of rental, you know, play establishment, it, I mean, the numbers are just mind boggling. And 65 million alone on as a snapshot for Blockbuster is massive. That's pretty bad. Badass. Mm. Pretty badass. Not bad. I'm I'm still trying to process the the 17 hours thing. I mean, that is that is a it's not even a day. Yeah. It's not even one day. That's just mad. So, <clears throat> have we done it justice? I think I like to think that every time we do sort of little nostalgia things like this, that everyone kind of has little questions and kind of um, you know asks things and remembers things. Like whenever we mention stuff like some of the old um uh shops and one name's just come to mind which used to be ritz video was it ritz video ritz 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 video um but things like that when you know like memories that you had deal about speed and um (laughs) and darren and all that sort of stuff um and you know but some of the some of the really good ones as well about some of the stuff that we rented how long we had it for running back to the bus stop at whatever time of night it was um, go to the news agents and all that sort of thing. But I think that's what it's all about. And my, you know, my shout out to everybody out there on the socials and stuff like that. Anyone that listens to it, do, do get in touch. Do give us any more stories that you got. Ask us any questions. And if there's anything we missed out, do give us a shout because we can always go dig in and answer for you. But I'd like to say, well done, Steve. Thanks for all yeah. your It's fantastic. Good to hear. And me, me and Steve used to work together quite well in art. Do you remember that, Steve? We used to be in the I same art class. That. Yes. We had yeah. a lot of fun, actually. We we Because you're good Artists. at art, by the way, Steve. Um, I'm sure your art schools haven't diminished. I think they've got better, I would imagine. And I used to always sort of respect your art style. So I think we work well, and um, I, I miss those days. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Well, well thank, thank you for having me, chaps. It's been a pleasure to be here. Pleasure Absolute to be it's, it's, it's funny, actually, because we, we uh, as, a, as a little footnote, we, we talk about, you know, all the, the, the stuff we talk about in the pods and the stuff we talk about kind of off air as well. Um, and a lot of it kind of all aligns. And it's just so nice to see, like, especially when people comment all things like that and all the memories and stuff like that. And a lot of it falls into the same kind of 
conversation, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. and it's, it's really nice because it kind of just brings back all those memories, and it's, it's I just love it. It's really nice to hear that that people have such fond memories of those things, and we get to talk about it, and yeah. you know, you get to talk about it, and you get to come on here and, and and talk about it. It's um, yeah, it's really nice. So I hope you guys feel the same. I'm sure you do. Yeah, yeah, good. Are you stuff. talking to us or the listeners, or a bit of both? Both. Everyone. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's great. And and on that um, cheery note, I'll uh, I'm going to bid everyone a farewell. And who knows? Who knows where we'll be next time? But uh, for now, for me and from the guys, good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. You can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash arcadeattackuk. Check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots more retro gaming goodness and to delve into our archives. Our podcasts are also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review and a rating, we'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to support Arcade Attack, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash arcadeattack which will give you access to exclusive podcasts, interviews and other bonus content. So, until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.